Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, hello, and here we are again for another episode of our Leader and Highlight Women in Electronics radio program, and we have a special guest on our program today, Mr. Walter Tobin, president of the ERA Association. Walter, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. My, my honor, please. Thank you. Uh, well, before we get started, I just thought maybe we should turn it over to you to explain um, who the ERA is, what they do in our industry, and how uh, your position, what, what is the ERA's position and goal in the industry? Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Jackie, for having me on. It's a great question. Uh, so the uh, Electronic Representatives Association uh, is uh, about 50-year-old uh, not-for-profit trade association that originally started off as a, an association for manufacturers' reps. And as the industry evolved, it later added manufacturers to the membership criteria, and about 10 years ago added distribution. So what we try to do is to align the manufacturers' reps in the field with the distributor branches in the field to work together to advocate for the manufacturers' products that they have in common, to have all three legs of the stool, if you will, work to support the end customer. So we really try to uh, drive for a strong alliance in the field to uh, bring technology to the end customer on behalf of the manufacturers. Well, that's awesome. I know I was a rep for so many years and got a lot of benefit out of the ERA. So, um, you know, having said that, we were talking recently, and it's been a big topic of a conversation. In fact, we were just talking to Alan Bird about this, is uh, talent recruitment and retention in our industry and how our industry organizations can play a part in that in, in getting some new talent in because we are a mature industry, as we know, and uh, looking at the future, what do we do to bring in more talent? I know ERA has some great new programs. So can we start off just reviewing that real quick? Sure. So we announced in February at our conference uh, a new ERA uh, internship program to bring um, uh, new college graduates uh, or rising seniors uh, into rep companies specifically to work their senior year as an intern or work the summer between their junior and senior year as interns then hopefully um, expose the industry to them. And perhaps after the internship program, the sponsoring rep company may want to hire them. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, that program was, was kind of put on hold. But we are still very aggressive in working with manufacturers, reps, working with our distributor partners, working with manufacturers, trying to advocate for the industry, uh, trying to make sure that People know about the industry uh, other than just wanting to go work for Apple or Google. There's a whole world out there in the electronic component space trying to make sure that mm -hmm. uh, we educate people about the world of reps, about the world of distributors, uh, and trying to bring the new college graduates in, certainly to encourage diversity, certainly to encourage uh, more of a broader mix representing society, uh, people of color. Uh, and all of that. So it's uh, it's not an easy task, uh, frankly. We're 
We're trying to change the DNA of the industry, and um, yet we do the best we can with, with, with some of the limited resources and new wrecks that we've had over the last uh, 6 to 18 months. So, But we are, we are uh, actively working hard to try to increase the, the diversity and broaden the, the net, if you will, of our, of our industry. Well, that's really awesome to hear, and I know you're a critical part of that, too, Walter, because you tend to be diverse-minded. Um, you're supporting diversity and inclusion in the industry. So with that, how do you think that we can make strides as an industry with gender diversity, age diversity, ethnic diversity? You mentioned an intern program, but other than that, how do you see this diversity issue in our industry? What are your thoughts, and what does this look like moving forward? Well, I think it all starts with a uh, a broad initiative to, to have presence at the college campuses to try to get in front of uh, graduating seniors at career days, career fairs, to have industry spokespeople, whether they're reps or whether they're distributors or manufacturers, go to the different campuses around the country and talk about the industry, not necessarily talk about ERA or talk about uh, a particular manufacturer or talk about a particular distributor, but represent the industry and establish a network of people throughout North America that can go to the campuses and talk about the industry. I know I've done it at a couple of schools, and it's amazing uh, when you get done with the career day how interested the uh, double E's are or uh, liberal arts majors, or we're not only just looking for double E's, but you know, sales and marketing people, asset management people mm -hmm. are very interested. The disconnect has been, okay, who has RECs? Uh, how are you, who's, who's going to be hiring people? But I think the first step is to certainly develop an industry-wide uh, initiative, you know, certainly involving women in electronics, certainly involving ECIA, ERA, uh, and the manufacturers to try to establish a network of, of, uh, of meetings and visits to different college campuses and put together a presentation on the industry that, that we are all comfortable in presenting bring the recs in and then have people that may be interested in, in going to work for a manufacturer's rep or a distributor or a, um, or a manufacturer. So it's a big problem. It sounds easy to, to do, but it's, it's very complicated. None of us have the time to do it. But, you know, it's all precious bandwidth that we have, but I think that's really the first step. Yes, I agree with you, Walter, and appreciate all your efforts to come together with the industry to work on this initiative. And also, you have had breakout sessions. The last one, your ERA conference was actually a great conference. Love that conference with all the different breakout sessions. Really professionally run conference uh, with great speakers, great content. So we did have a discussion at that breakout session as well uh, about looking into the future. So thank you for that. I know there's a, a lot of steps ERA is taking. but. Really, on that note, we talk about college and recruiting youth. Let's talk about you when you were in college, because I think you've had a, a really interesting start in the industry. Would love to hear about your background, how you started in this industry, and what that journey looked like for you. Well, thank you. Uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, I was a young first lieutenant getting off of active duty in the United States Army uh, and um, entered the industry, answered an ad for a product manager's job an electronics, uh, electronic component distributorship. I knew I have a, an MBA in marketing, a bachelor's degree in marketing. I'm not a double A. Didn't know anything about components. So went in and worked for this company for a year in, in product management that went on the road. So I kind of get into the industry by accident, uh, Jackie, to be honest with you. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's probably true with most people. You know, nobody gets out of college and wants to go work for an electronic components distributor. Uh, nobody <laughs> wants to go to work for, you know, no, they don't know anything about it. So I sort of fell into it and, and eventually developed a career in sales and sales management and branch management and regional uh, vice presidents. Eventually became a corporate vice president, uh, vice president of marketing for different distributor organizations. So I was in distribution my whole career before I joined ERA as the CEO, uh, but really get into it uh, kind of by accident, to be very honest with you. Well, it's a common thread. Most leaders I talked to, they fell into it. They did not aspire for a career in electronics, and it's actually a, a very, uh, the best hidden secret. So we don't want it to be a secret anymore. We want to start promoting our industry. Since we're talking about reps and what you do, the face of what reps do nowadays is really changing a little bit and how our world is changing, what their role is, how they are getting to the end user. Maybe we can just go into that a little bit. Um, as far as what struggles do you feel reps face nowadays and what is ERA doing to help overcome some of the modern day rep struggles? Uh, again, great question. So I think the reps, uh, you know, certainly You've seen over the last 10 years or so some of the movement of major semiconductor suppliers to go direct, to go away from the manufacturer's rep model to put on a direct sales force, uh, at the same time reducing margins to the distributors, to the channel, uh, and the demand creation programs. So the rep, as you know, is a variable cost of sales. The rep really, you know, what we say, owns the territory. They never want to I'm not going to go work in Boston and then suddenly I'm going to transfer to Philadelphia or Florida. I'm with a rep company and I want to stay in the Boston area or in the Southern California area. So what they need to do is to continue to show value of the rep model. And, uh, and it really comes down to a couple of things. They know the territory. They know the customers. They never leave. They've been calling on the customers for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. They know the engineers. They know the buyers. They never leave. And secondly, it's really an associated sell. If I'm selling for a particular manufacturer and I'm calling on a customer and I'm pitching the latest features and benefits for that product, usually there's something else that the engineer might be looking at, and I have another product that has some synergistic sales. So if you're looking for a capacitor, I may have an interconnect. If you're looking for an interconnect, I may have a power supply. So the reps are really out there selling a solution sell versus trying to sell a socket yeah. cell. They're not trying to book that one socket, as opposed to the direct manufacturer just wants to want to get the socket for their particular product and then yeah. uh, you know ring the bell that they were successful. So it's a very different cell. Uh, it's, and, and again, if you, have, if you have a relationship with an engineer, you always have something to talk about. You're always going in with your six or eight lines. There's always something new. As opposed to if you're representing a single manufacturer, Sometimes the engineer will say, well, what's new with your particular company? Well, nothing. Well, what do you want to come in for? There's, you know, you were in here a month yeah. ago. There's nothing new. So there's a balance, isn't there, between, uh, between what the rep does and what the direct salesperson does. In the, in the days of COVID, uh, the rep model has really shown itself to be a very successful model. It gives the reps tremendous access to engineers as mm -hmm. they're working from home gives them many yeah. things to talk to the engineer about, gives them um, really a, uh, a multi-socketed approach in a solution cell versus, uh, as I said, an individual socket cell. Well, having many years being a rep, I can say the probably main value of a rep 
that's maybe underestimated so much of the time is those relationships. The rep has the pulse in their territory. They have those relationships. They're the ones who can get directly to that engineer. So they're really that, that channel for the manufacturer to get to that customer. The issue is so many times there's like a long design cycle. I mean, we could be in a two-year design cycle. You may or may not get the business. What we struggled with as being a rep company was you missed out on many of those. Maybe you were in a design cycle for a couple of years. You spent a lot of resources. But then the times you do get the business, there's rep reduction, commission reductions and things like that. So these are all serious issues that reps are facing. So to have an association like the ERA who is able to come alongside them and help talk through and work through all these issues is really critical. So um, anyway, thank you for that, Walter. But also, I wanted to ask you, we mentioned ECIA a little briefly before we will be interviewing them as well. What is your input as far as how ERA fits in compared to, say, ECIA, and there's some other industry associations potentially starting, but for now, just ERA and ECIA, because I think a lot of people listening may or may not know that, especially the new people coming in, they don't understand uh, the channel and how do these industry associations partner with each other? How does this look? Uh, Again, great question. We have a tremendous amount of respect for the ECIA organization. Dave Loftus is their new CEO. He and I uh, knew each other briefly in our other lives. He's a smart guy. He's going to do a great job. The organizations, even though the membership is the same, you know, both organizations have reps, manufacturers, and distributors. We started off as a rep organization. We have about 475 to 500 reps. We have about 150 manufacturers, and we have about 25 distributors. The mix of management of membership at ECIA, ECIA started off as a distributor association through NIDA. And so they were really a distributor association that eventually added manufacturers and added reps. So they have about 45 or 50 reps. So we're very different as far as how we're structured. We go to market as we focus on the field. We focus on our field chapters, working with the distributor branches in Southern California, making sure that they're working together on behalf of the manufacturer they have in common to service the customer. ECIA organization focuses a lot on industry standards, They have a very robust arsenal of data. They do a lot of data. They do a lot of tracking of the industry. Uh, They set standards for counterfeiting, barcoding. They run the uh, Trusted Parts uh, website. We do none of that. We don't have the expertise. We don't have the the staff to do it. So we salute ECIA and all the work that they do. In a lot of cases, what they do, we don't do. And we do, they don't do. They don't have chapters. They really can't can't, uh, relate to the people in the field. Uh, they have a great corporate staff. So we're very different as organizations. We have a very uh, healthy respect and, frankly, a high degree of affection for the people at ECAA. I've known a lot of them for many years, and we salute them for all the great work that they do. That's awesome, and I'm sure they're saying the same about you. And, really, we have probably one more question, Walter, but this is a pretty important one. I'm talking to everybody mm-hmm. about this because we know – with developing talent, how important mentors are. So I wanted to ask you, you know, who were your mentors getting started in life and the industry, and what is your take on how we can utilize mentorship as we move forward in the industry? 
So my, my, I think my first mentors were my parents. Uh, I think that they instilled in me a strong work ethic, a uh, strong desire to always do the right thing, sometimes when it's tough. When I got out of service, I think a lot of the, I had several mentors uh, as senior officers in the Army. I learned an awful lot about leadership and, and about interpersonal skills in my time on active duty. I think that also, when I went from product management, I was a, I was a buyer, and somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, we think you should go to sales. I never thought about sales. But yet somebody took a chance on me, didn't they? Somebody decided mm-hmm. that they coached me, they tried to help me in sales, eventually gave me my first sales manager's job. Eventually somebody gave me my first general manager stripes. Somebody had to take a chance on me and mentor me and frankly keep me on the straight and narrow. And then eventually promoted, you know, somebody promoted me to corporate vice president to executive vice president. I've tried to do that with different people in my organization and under me to show them the same thing that I was shown. You know, uh, we've all drunk from wells we didn't dig. We want to show people coming after us to make sure that we provide some strong leadership for those people that will eventually take over the industry. So being a mentor has always been important to me. Uh, I try to do that with people, certainly inside of ERA, certainly in my career in distribution. There's a lot of people that I know today that I worked with over the years and uh, hopefully still friends with them. And uh, it's been a great relationship. But we can't do enough of continue to bring younger people in, continue to try to add for diversity. Frankly, ageism is a, is a big area that we're trying to work on. You know, people that are over 50 or 55 that are looking for jobs that are caught up in consolidation, uh, try to help them. Everybody wants to hire the 45-year-old person with 30 years of experience, and they don't exist. How about the 55-year-old person with 30 years of experience? Mentoring is really something that we work on a lot, uh, not only myself, but other people in the organization. Wow. Well, thank you for bringing that up. It's, it's a very important point. And really, as we're concluding our um, interview, I just wanted to ask you real quick, too, Walter, about you and, and what are some of your passions? Like, what are some of the things that fuel you to do what you do every day, coming to ERA and trying to make a difference? What are the things behind the scenes? Well, again, I, I think I've always tried to build bridges. I've always tried to work hard to help the industry. Never really been territorial. Uh, I always work with well with competitors to try to uh, help the industry because it's in it's you know every year it's uh, some new challenge. I really focus a lot on uh, on my family. Uh, we've been blessed to have eight grandchildren, so I want to live long enough to uh, see them grow up. And I work a lot on on health. I work a lot on having fun. I'm an avid runner, an avid golfer, and you've got to have a good blend, don't you, between work and play. So I, I try to keep everything balanced. Sometimes I get off the rails. Sometimes you're working too much, and sometimes you're playing too much. But I think you try to keep everything balanced. But what motivates me is to um, maintain a healthy lifestyle and continue to provide a nice environment for the people at ERA to work in. Hmm, I love that. And I think also part of it is taking some of your work life and your personal life and merging it a little bit. And I think that's a, a great thing that you've probably been able to do with the relationships in the industry, how critical it is in our industry to have relationships and how many years those carry through. So I know you're one of those people, Walter, you have so many connections and so many relationships. So that is probably been a nice treat too. Yes, thank you. It's been a great ride. 
and uh, not quite done yet, but uh, been a great ride. I've really enjoyed the industry. It's it's provided me a great living, provided my family a great sense of well-being, and uh, want to continue to give back to people. Well, we need you right now, Walter. We have a lot to do. So, <laughs> so anyway, with that, I want to thank you for being here today, for being supporter of Women Electronics. We have some of your ERA personnel now part of Women Electronics, too. So that's nice to see and look forward to a lot of collaboration with you as we move forward in the industry together, Walter. And ERA is, is very proud to be associated with Women Electronics. Uh, I've known you a long time, Jackie. You've done a great job finding founding the organization and continue to drive it. So we're big supporters of, of Women Electronics, and we'll continue to do everything we can to help you uh, bring your message forward. Very important. Well, appreciate that. Need your support. Really appreciate it. Everybody does. And with that, you have a blessed day, Walter. Thank you very much, Jackie. Good luck. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.